0: We just did a full podcast episode, full episode, I mean fire, fire episode, heat. And our intern, Ethan, didn't hit the record button. You see what happens when you try to give somebody some responsibility, yeah, because you, you've been watching them, they've been doing well, they've been growing, They've, you've been saying, okay, they're ready to accept some responsibility, because hitting the record button is light, right, big dog?
1: It's like we just did a, a fire episode of some some heat. For for those of you that are in the basketball world, let me kind of give you a breakdown of Ethan's responsibility with this team. Right. All he's got to do is inbound the ball. That's it. Inbound the ball. And cut through the middle and give out space. Just inbound and get out of the way. And what he just did was basically like, Getting the ball from the referee and passing the ball to somebody in a different color jersey. Yeah. Everybody that watched
0: Fresh Prince, you remember that episode when uh, when when Will was about to shoot the game, with a shot, and, and Carl came in there and took it and airballed it? That's what he just did. He stole our thunder, man. I'm telling you, we was killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it. It was rough. It was rough. But, but luckily for him, man, we... We gonna throw some punches at him, but we still gonna give him a hug later and we're gonna roll with it. Now now listen, like I got some things coming, some ideas that we've been working on and I was trying to just ease him into it. Now I'm putting the, I'm putting the fire on him. Now he gotta he gotta deliver something serious now. That's crazy. And it, we started the pod off, the one that didn't get recorded. We were talking about um Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson, right? Because part of me being old, being a part of the digital media and the social media uh, generation, I got to keep my OG up to date. You know, I remember my OG told me that that uh, Roy Jones Jr. was a part of one of his um, pro teams. Told me he used to fly a private jet from from uh, was it Pensacola, Florida to to New York to yep. come hoop, right? And all that is crazy because you know Roy Jones. Most boxers who are killing it, they they be big time anyway. But Roy Jones is about to get in a ring with that man, Iron Mike. And I was showing OG videos of that, and and he was looking at me, thinking I was playing.
1: (laughs) I'm like, leading leading up to this, I thought this was just some type of uh, promotion for some charity event or something. I thought it was. I didn't think it was real. Roy Jones is a legend in his own right. But let me say this in his own weight class. Yes. Iron Mike Tyson is a completely different animal. Man. And we, gotta, we
0: gotta show you the video where I'm almost, concerned.
1: Yeah, well, Mike Tyson almost knocked
0: out his uh his trainer. <laughs> this is going on the pads, man. Like that's gonna be wild. And then the undercard, big dog, the undercard is Nate Robinson. You know, uh, dunk champ, NBA pro, and Jake Paul YouTuber to to box like, you know, it's it's getting out of hand over there. It's getting a little crazy, man.
1: That that makes more sense than Mike Tyson yeah. against Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. That that doesn't even sound right.
0: Yeah, you know, I cannot believe we got to do this whole episode over. I'm telling you guys, you guys that know us, you know, oh my
1: goodness, look at Mike, man. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, that that is no ordinary 50-year-old, <laughs> that, just so y'all know. <laughs> man, Roy, uh, who, they, who loves Roy
0: Jones? Whoever loves Roy Jones, they got to sit him down and be like, look, we got to rethink this. You know, maybe you maybe you get sick a week before the fight. Like maybe you, uh, you know, you broke your toe or something, and you gotta sit back and, and you know, re- you, re- rethink it.
1: You just gotta pull a Ti. <laughs> when 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 Ti made a mistake and 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 called out Buster and Buster responded, Ti that you know a couple of days later was like alright yeah, I was definitely drinking a little too much that night, and you know, and he made it right. That's all Roy Jones gotta do. We ain't gonna hold that against him.
0: Nah, it's too late. You can't you can't back down from, from uh from Mike. Mike ain't gonna let you. Mike will bully. Mike gonna be like, nah, we signed this contract. I'm gonna come
1: fight you wherever you are. We're uh, gonna fight at the rats. You just gotta cut the check, man. You yeah, just gotta cut the check. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not putting my my physical well-being on the line <laughs> dealing with Mike Tyson. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Roy um, Jones is fast.
0: Yeah, but, but if
1: one of those blows connects.
0: They gonna connect too. Hey, but look, man. Bridging the Gap podcast, episode four. I'm here with my OG, Julian King. I'm Ryan Yates, your host, your co-host. Um, we're here with our young contributor, Ethan, who just tricked it up. He dropped the ball, airballed the free he throw. He tricked the
1: dough. He, he all air- here. He
0: airballed the free throw. But we here, episode three, you know, back in. I would ask how you feeling, OG, but I already asked and I know how you feeling, you know. So let's just let's let's address a few things, you know, a few things we talk about on our Instagram. Ethan put up a little post at the end of our Saturday hoop sessions and Saturdays are our longest days. We in the gym from like nine thirty in the morning to like eight o'clock. And, you know, that last couple of hours, we're there, we're hooping. We're training some people. And then we're we're working out and playing with some of the college-age kids. And now some parents are getting in, some fathers, and we're working with them, too. But, you know, as I said on the podcast before, I've been torturing everybody, you know, as I should because I'm younger, still in shape, still able, you know what I'm saying? But still torturing the young guys, too. I've been torturing everybody, right? So, Ethan asked the question. Who do you think got the best of today's sessions, right? And it's 67%, I think, thought Coach did. I don't know if it's because I was sitting down in the picture. You know, I was well-rested after, you know, torching everybody for a minute, and then Coach was standing up. And some of you guys were tripping and thinking, Coach got the best of me. Let me me just say this, you know. Coach, when – when you're an OG like coach when you're a little bit older, you always try to finesse games a little bit too, right? So, you know, I won three, I won the first, uh, first four games, torturing them. You know, coach talking about, ah, I, I got him. I think I got him. I don't know. He's switching off and then somebody else guard me, torturing him too. We getting wins. But then I started to look up and, you know, everybody got subs. We playing four, four, four court. With twelve people in the gym, where well, we could have just or thirteen. Well, we could have just played five on five and had a sub. You know, I didn't get no sub on my team. It was torching, though. And I look up and coach got subs coming in. He playing strategic little subs and stuff. I'm like, yo, what's what's going on here? What's going on? And my team looking at me like, yo, coach, can we get a break? And I'm like, no, we got to keep going. We winners. So and they they like, yo, but they got subs over there. And I'm like, you're right. Then we finally take an L and, and I, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll let the little ones go play. Cause you know, sometimes you win so much, you know what I'm saying? You got to let people get in their W's, right? Cause you don't want them to leave bad. So they, they playing four on four Are and all of, a, all of a sudden I ain't done yet. All of a sudden they playing five on five. And I'm like, yo, what is this? Like y'all just the last game, 10 minutes left before we got to leave for Batman to come in. Y'all want to play
1: five on five. What was up, man? What was your energy? First of all, friends and family that know me <laughs> know I'm going to be fair and square with everything I do. All right, we're in a situation where, you know, we're playing four-on-four, four full court. to have more space on the floor. So everybody, so now when you lose, it means more because you've got to get off to the side. And Is that the, I took the extra player so that I could sometimes sub out because I'm coaching at the same time. But because, you didn't sub because out. Because Coach Ryan likes to stay in the game the entire time. You, but you can't gloat about being the youngest, boy. the strongest, the fastest, and the most skilled player on the court. But then you talk about how you didn't get a sub. I, it's, it's, it's one way, oh let me finish, man. Let me finish, i let you go for, i let you go for like 45 seconds and I didn't interject. You know, So you can't have it both ways. Either you're gonna play or you not play. And so yes, he was sitting down at the end because I put him off, and I knew that it mattered to him because he said some choice words that I'd rather not repeat here on live on air. And so that picture was captioned just right. I was standing; he was sitting. He was beaten into submission, so he he was bowing down. Who got like the he most wins? Be.
0: Who got the most wins?
1: You're only as good as your last. Game. <laughs> oh my goodness. Everybody I'm hear just that? Saying. I'm just feel saying. Feel that, and you, you know. Talk- you know our motto. You're only as good as your last game. This is, this
0: is what's crazy though. If the sub wasn't for me. And you didn't sub out either. I didn't sub <laughs> out. Look, look, I got my, I had some young kids on my team. I had one guy that got potential. Um, he like 12 and I had him on my team and he was giving our buckets too. I had a young lady and I had another uh, young cat that I didn't even want on my team. He was a college kid. I wanted him to be on the opposite team so I could torch him because he'd been talking trash, but you split the teams up all crazy. This sub wasn't even for me. It was for my guys, but it's okay, though, because sooner or later we're going to get a camera in there so they can see you getting torched and see what really goes on. But, you know, I just want the Instagram people to know that, no, Coach didn't get the best of me. And, again, tomorrow when we play on – I'm sorry, Saturday when we play, it's
1: going okay. to be a wrap. Before, it's all good. Before we dive into you know some of the main topics today, I want to say this: you're gonna have some good days, you're gonna have some <laughs> bad days. You're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. Man. It's how you bounce back. You done? That matters. You done? Yes, I'm done. That's crazy, man.
0: Look, Bridging the Gap podcast. We here. If you follow us on um, on Instagram at Bridging the Gap underscore. We're also here as basketball trainers, basketball coaches, um, just good people to be around. And you can find us at hoopmountain.ae. Our Instagram is at hoopmountain.dxb. We also have Facebook pages as well. Um, Follow, click in, tap in, subscribe, like, do all those good things, and and tap in with us. You know, we're good guys. You'll have some fun with us, as you can see. Um, I can't believe you just started off like this, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Let's let's go. And, and Ethan, man, I don't know, Coach. Uh, Ethan might be in college, but he might gotta buy us dinner, big dog. Oh no, he's gotta do something. He got. Hey. He might gotta. He got. You gotta call moms or something. You gotta make something happen, like man. And the, you know what's so upsetting too is like I got plans. We got plans for Ethan. You know what I'm saying? We we got plans for Ethan, and he just. It's a little thing, you know. We remember everything. I mean, you, is- you've been teaching me that too, as you, as business owners, as as guys that like, you know, you want to grow and progress and own companies or a small business. You got to do every little thing, and so now I watch every little thing even more. All I had to do is press the
1: button, King. Yeah, it's it's simple, you know. It's, it's, so now we got to come in, and we got to we got to have an agenda for E. <laughs> right. So wherever he's sitting. We got to have a little notepad with highlighted um, topics on there and things that he has to check off each 15 minutes. Word, though. You know, it, I already let you live a little bit by coming here with dinosaurs on your socks.
0: Dinosaurs. You know, he, got, he got the gray toe socks with the, with the yellow and teal. He got teal dinosaurs.
1: <laughs> Brontosaurus, T-Rex. You know, stegosaurus, all that stuff. Come on, man. Pastel colors. Come on, man. Easter colors on his socks,
0: man. That is nuts, man. It's okay. It's okay. Never again. Yeah, we're going to teach you, man. You're going to learn. You're going to learn. We're going to get you there, man. Yeah, man. That's love, though. But when we get into, let's get into today's topics, Um, you know, and and generally a lot of our topics come from our, our daily conversations with each other. Conversations we may have with our um, our young bucks that we, we're talking to at home or people that look kids that we're helping mentor and train here. And one of the things that we we see a lack of is discipline in players. And I know um, for you, coach, you played high level. You play high level college. You were pro. Um, you can still get to it. You've coached every level and. I mean, you're have a a teacher as well, right? Like you've been a teacher in private schools in D.C. for years. So the one thing that you know is that discipline is an imperative ingredient. You got to have it to get to wherever you want to go. But as somebody from a player, because you you got a different perspective because you're a player first, and I think that's advantageous. You're a player first. So as a player first and then being a coach, From your own experience, how do you help instill discipline in players and, you know, give them what is tactics or what do you say? What's going on?
1: Instilling discipline in in the players is um, somewhat tricky, uh, being that everybody uh, is their own player. Um, They have different things that make them tick. And you you as a coach, you have to try to figure out – What's the best way to reach them? Um, and then you as a coach also have to be an example of that discipline um, so they can have some type of guideline to follow. Um, and, you know, trying to get a player to to stay disciplined or become disciplined, um, you're going to have to kind of how can I say it? Find a way that Motivates them yeah. and, and see what their see what their wants and their desires are in terms of being a basketball player, because mm-hmm. until you know those things, it's going to be hard to instill discipline in them because what they may want. Um, May not be attainable yeah. if if they're not disciplined, and you got you have to show them why they need to be disciplined mm-hmm. in order to reach their goal. Yeah. That's that's an important statement. You
0: know, you you dropped a bomb a bomb right there to where you yeah. got to establish your want, your why. Why are you waking up and doing what you're doing? What's going to push you forward, right? And I think that's a lesson for people outside of a sport as well. Like I always say. You know, you wake up in the morning on those days when the weather is not so good. You're not feeling as good. Maybe you extra sore from the gym the day before. Or maybe the routine is becoming tough. But those people who are really, really disciplined and who don't roll over and let that one little thought creep in, saying, "Ah, forget it. I can take this day off. Why do I don't have to do that." They're disciplined and they keep going because they know why they're waking up and doing what they're doing. Right? Like we we have to go through that all the time here between. The business that we're growing, the company that we're growing, this is not easy by any means, right? And we don't see any of the fruits from our labor right now, like not even close to any of that. And we've planted so many seeds. But when it gets tough, we wake up because, one, we're doing this because we're here as family. You know, you're not like... We know, like, we look to the the left, to the right, and we know that both of us are going to do whatever it takes to make sure we're successful because we want success for each other. And then, two, we want to grow basketball. We want to be successful at that. We want to make that happen. So when we have to deal with incompetence or anything like that or struggle, we're going to keep going. That's where the discipline comes in, right?
1: Yeah, that – the the number one thing with with trying to to get the discipline um, in somebody is giving them examples of someone that they admire Mm -hmm. and what challenges they had to go through each time and you have to you probably have to say this over and over and be real consistent with this in that you know while you're sitting down and taking a day off there's somebody out there that's working. Yeah. And, and you yeah. know, and that has to have some, it has to put fear in your heart that I don't want anybody to outwork me and yeah. to get ahead of me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's absolutely true. And we talked to a lot
0: of our young guys that we help now and one in particular, the one young man that we're going to help send over uh, back to America, the hoop and saying, there's really no excuse for you, right? Like whatever it is that you're doing to work is not enough because you were doing it before and now you're trying to get to a place that you've never been. You don't know what it looks like. Nobody around you knows what it looks like, but we do, and we're telling you you need to work harder. So you know when you can't be around. I think that's something that we have to um, that we're going to address here is when kids aren't with you, right? Because that's one of the things where discipline becomes tough is when a kid doesn't see your see you or hear your voice like he does in that one hour then they start to drift off and get away but like you said you got to find an anchor you got to find somebody that like for instance Jimmy Butler right like we told we told the young buck look go look at Jimmy Butler he doesn't he didn't come with the genes he didn't come with none of the natural extra ability he just worked he put in his hours he didn't he didn't complain about none he put in work everything that you see is sweat equity I put in the time, I put in I put in the sacrifices, I let it go
1: and I was like I'm going to go here. Like that's where that discipline come from. Yeah. When you see Jimmy Butler, some kids are going to say, um, well, he is 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, um, you know, he he can jump somewhat. But what they're not understanding is that if Jimmy Butler didn't have his work ethic, Jimmy Butler wouldn't have been in the finals this year, leading the Miami Heat. Sure. He wouldn't have had those historic moments. For sure, um, I think it was maybe Game Three, Game Five, something like yeah. that. Game Three. He, he would be an average ball player.
0: Yeah.
1: Would he still be in the NBA? I pr- probably not, mm-hmm. because he wouldn't have been. His work ethic is something that makes him stand out yeah. uh, amongst others. And if you know, if you dig a little deeper and you think about his his background growing up, he didn't have some of the resources that some other players had. And he he took that and he ran with it and used that as motivation that no matter what I have in front of me, I'm just going to outwork whoever... Is there exactly whoever I'm competing with, and and therefore he's in the NBA and he's one of the better players. Yeah, that that brings me to a point to where you talk about he wouldn't
0: even be in the league, right? I remember I might have been, I might have been going to the ninth grade, and a, a coach um, who was he was a women's coach at T C at the time. Um, he was trying to relay a message to me. He was trying to teach me something, saying that you're a dime a dozen. Right? He's saying that, you know, a guy like you, that body type, that everything, you're a dime a dozen, which means that, you know, there's always going to be somebody like you. At that time, at that age, I took a fits to it because I didn't really understand what he was saying. I know I was upset, crying, I was doing all types of stuff, upset. And I was like, what you mean I'm a dime a dozen, blah, blah, blah. But in retrospect, he was telling me, look, there's one for for you, for every one you, there's a thousand more somewhere else that can do exactly the same thing that you can do, right? What are you going to do to stand out? And I and I salute that coach now because at the time, you know, I was upset all over the place. Cause I was young and didn't know any better. But, you know, he that was a valuable message. You're a dime a dozen. Right. You're not the only one walking around here at 6'6", or whatever other size. Like, there's a lot of you that want to do what you do and have the same tools that you do. But the difference is the action. Everybody don't put in the same work.
1: And and that's real important that you said that, um, that you 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 gave everybody an example of your emotions at that time. Mm-hmm. But now as you've gotten older, you've experienced certain things, you respect that coach more so than some other coaches. Absolutely. And And he wasn't even my coach, is another thing. Right. And see, that's that's <laughs> even more <laughs> yeah. profound. You know, players today. Um, I want everybody listening to understand this, that if you're dealing with a coach, um, teacher, mentor, or somebody that's in your inner circle that's a little older than you, a little more experienced than you, and they're giving you the, their honest opinion on something that you're doing or something that you've done and you don't agree with it, then you want to keep them around. Right. Because you don't want somebody to always be a yes man in your corner, because therefore, no matter what you do, they're they're always going to give you their approval. Yeah, you need yeah. somebody to you need somebody to combat what you're doing sometimes, so you can so you can sit back and assess the situation and make the right decision. Yeah. Um, because if someone's always telling you what you want to hear, nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. it's probably not the right thing. Yeah. And that and that takes like. Understanding that, right,
0: is also important for just people in general, like the people you hang around say a lot about the person that you are anyway, right? Like when you talk about discipline, discipline is something that's engraved in who you are as a person, right? It's something that just says a lot about your character. And what also says a lot about your character and helps with that discipline is the people that you have around you, right? Like you, you say it all the time, like I'm hard headed as hell, right? You tell me stuff. We we talk back and forth. I ask questions. You know, there's a lot for me that I need to learn. But you don't hesitate when telling me anything, right? And, you know, we're going on over a decade relationship, and we're evolving and blossoming into a new relationship as business partners, right? But you still give me that same type of feedback, right? Like whether or not I like it in the moment or not, I always take it and sit with it but I gotta have that around me I gotta have that around me so you know like my mama say what you do in the dark will come to the light right and the people that you have around you are those that are gonna represent who you think you are on the inside so make sure like when you being disciplined and you learn to instill discipline you surround yourself with people who are disciplined people who are like-minded
1: right what you think on that coach? I think that's absolutely right Um, you're the people around you often um, characterizes what type of person you are and what type of actions you take. You know, if if you're around people that don't have the same interests, don't have the same goals in mind, then it's a situation where they can't help you, you can't help them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, you you know, you need to have friends that you can – always um have them do something for you or you do something for them but you guys have to be able to feed off each other yeah and i you know especially you know you're young and you're trying to figure things out um you know you you want to be around people that are like you or or maybe a little further along than you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you're you're looking for them for inspiration and things like that to further who you want to be as a person, you know, and, and so that's the key, you know, your success greatly, uh, evolves around the people you're with. Yeah. That's, um, and was, was dope about that too, is that doesn't
0: mean you have to, um, you know, completely disregard the other, friends that you might have grown up with. I think I think everybody, we talk about basketball, right? And I think basketball, like I said, and I said it a million times, it's the greatest metaphor for life. But the one thing about being on a basketball team is you understand people have roles. Right? Yeah. So even in your life, you have, you should have, uh like a let's say we put it invisibly like a chart, right? It's like a, a a circle, and then each circle is an inner circle and there's an outer circle, right? Your inner circle, the ones that are closer to you, the ones that got the access to you, the ones that you, you know, deal with the most, the ones that, you know, you share emotion with, those should be the ones that reflect you, right? And they reflect who you are, they reflect the values that you hold. They move the same way that you move, right? They they can challenge you, and you know it's coming from a place of love, and you can accept that, right? And then, of course, you got the friends that you just kick it with, you just cool with. You know, it's a different energy when you're around them. You know, you just got somebody that, you know, I can't, I can't sit and talk to them about some of the biggest problems in my life, or if I'm struggling with something, I can't do that, but... It's fun to be around, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's okay to have that understanding, but what that means is you got to understand yourself, right? Like you got to be able as a man, control your your masculine energy for when one of your friends challenges you and tells you you're not doing something right, telling you that yo you're just steering off path. You got to be able to accept that and say, all right, but you got to take some time to work
1: on you first. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. If you, if you If you have friends and every time they say something, and you disagree with them and they disagree with you and you have a, a serious problem with that and it lingers on over time, then you definitely need to work on yourself. Yeah. Because friendships evolve um, based on, we have to agree that sometimes we will disagree. For sure, for sure. And, and for us,
0: 20 years apart, Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? That that happens That happens all the time. Man. Every day. Yeah, in every the day. car. Uh, absolutely. All the time. But one thing that's, that's important, because I always say, when we're talking about bridging the gap, because, you know, that's a title for a reason. It's important. We need more of our OGs sitting, our old heads sitting and passing game forward to our younger guys. Like, the problem is, is, and I think it's like an age-old, like patriarchy thing to where you can talk with an OG, but they don't get they don't let you have an opinion about things, you know what I'm saying to where it's like sometimes you sometimes the older generation they completely disregard what we have to say right just because because you're older, they think that they they automatically know what's right, and I've come to understand that you know i've I've seen people who just listen to somebody without any explanation or questioning just because they were older and you know you and i both know that older people because you're a certain age that doesn't equate to maturity or knowledge you know what i'm saying like that's a whole different space right but you know some of those old heads they don't really have the the, the space or the um you know the wherewithal to you know have have somebody ref, you know reflect back with like but i i'm thinking like this
1: you know you you put it in a nice way uh a gentle politically correct way. <laughs> I'll say it. For all of you old farts out there, my <laughs> age and older, yeah. You know, we can we can still listen to the younger guys mm-hmm. and learn something. Yeah. When there's yeah. things that I don't know, I don't pretend that I know them. I go and ask coach Ryan. That's a fact. I go fact. and ask coach Ethan. Um and you know, like the social media stuff, um I, I don't really deal with it. Yeah. So whenever I have a question or some current events that aren't in my wheelhouse, I go and ask, yeah. you know, because uh, whether you're a basketball player, you're a coach, or just in life uh, in general, you're still learning every day. Yeah, yeah, that's that's real. Like, and we talked about that earlier, too,
0: too. I was like, I feel like some people... Um, as they get older they limit themselves and they don't continue to evolve and try to be around younger and other things and 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 pick up some more tools so they they can grow cuz like i always say what you got like you know it's it's tough to put in all the knowledge that you have basketball wise within this hour or hour and 30 of a podcast cuz it's so much Right. It's just different. But then with with everything that you have, there is a completely different world that I experience that just gives me a completely different um perspective, right? And at times you know we we talk, and we have moments to where you know you see things one way I see things another way, but even when you disagree with how I'm doing things or you know the way I'm carrying it, you never tell me not to ever do it again. You just tell me to approach it different, so I think that's a part of the messaging that gets you know pushed off. You give me more of the uh r c Davis. Uh, the OGs you know what I'm saying like than than some of the other guys so you know that's that's always appreciated but that helps with discipline you know that helps instill those things into into the young guys Um, you know so Discipline is important. but well, as a player, how did you put that into your routine as a youngin', though? Like, when you were in your prime in your 20s and you were being pro or when you were working from college to pro, like, how did you make sure you instilled that, too, for the young people out there that are aspiring to
1: keep pushing? Um, it It just became a part of my everyday life. You know, just in terms of me getting up every day, whether after, you know it's, it's working out early in the morning after having a late night or something like that, That's, that just became a part of my everyday life because I knew the lifestyle I wanted to live. And I wanted to be in basketball in some capacity. And at that particular time, I was still playing. So I knew that for me to continue playing, I needed to work on my game every day. You know, there's moments where you know, you take a day or two off, mm-hmm. but no matter what you're doing, you find time to work on some aspect of your game, whether it's, whether it's your diet, whether it's your, you know, you're working on your ball handling, your shooting, whether it's working just on the mental aspect of it. You're watching film of other players and things like that, but you, you'll find a way to work on your game daily and before you know it, it just becomes something that's natural, where you don't even think about it anymore.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's rooted in you understanding your why, right? Like understanding why you waking up after going to being out partying, having fun, doing what a twenty year old do, and you go, you may go to bed at two o'clock, and you wake up at six thirty, right? And the reason why you still did that is because you understand your why. Like establish those goals, like figure out what it is and make it happen, you know?
1: And, and before we move on, Coach, let me just say this to everybody. You have to love what you do. Man. But but
0: but when you say that, though, Coach, because I think, like, that's a dangerous statement, too, because someone loves what you do. When you're a basketball player, yeah, I think you better love it. I think you better love it's,
1: it. It's anything in life.
0: But, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because you think about it, like, I think it's what you prioritize. Because some people don't prioritize work as, you know, what moves them. That's why I say, like, you got to figure out what it is. Because you might look at work just as something that, like, gets you your tool. Gets you your tool to do other things that you love to do. But the work itself don't have to be what you love to do. You know what I'm saying?
1: But we're talking about just... We're talking about basketball in particular. Yeah, for sure. If you decide to put in the work every day to make yourself a better basketball player, mm-hmm. and you do this over a one, two year period, m- more than likely you love what you do. Yeah, yeah And so absolutely. whether you're a professional player, whether you're a coach in some capacity, you love what you do. You love those challenges. Yeah. So therefore, whatever you're supposed to do to keep you in that, in that realm of basketball, you're not going to think about it. It's going to be second nature because yeah. this is what I do. Yeah. This is in my DNA. Yeah. And so that's why I say you have to love it. Yeah. If you don't love it, then you're going to reach a certain point and then you're going to say, I'm going to make a decision and do something else. But right. basketball has taken me this far and I fulfilled you know, the, the, the goals that I had put in place. For sure. But if you love it, you'll continue to fight on.
0: Notice to everybody listening, what Coach just talked about, none of that was rooted in money, right? Like we always often hear people talk about, you know, you got to have something that's bigger than just money as your goal. And, you know, the money is the result, but it's not the mission. You know, like, it's always bigger than that dollar. Like, once you can get past that and you push push forward to that, you can get somewhere with that. And that also brings me to the point of um, you don't really have an excuse if you're able-bodied, right? We have, you know, we've had sometimes as, and I've learned this too, which is cool, is being around kids or being around teenagers, you always have interesting moments because they say What's that one show from back in the day, kids say the darnest things? Right. One uh coach read a text message to me this week. A kid was like, What do I do to work on to get taller? <laughs> like it was it was genuine question. it was a genuine question, I mean, genuine question. He he had all the, you know, it was he had the intentions were there, right? He just really wanted to know because he was like, Man, I, I can't get anywhere because I don't have the genes. Like, can I work on that, right? And we have we live in an age where they'll market anything to you. They'll market they'll market diet pills to you. You know what I'm saying? They'll market some some new face creams or new toothpaste that's supposed to make your teeth whiter than ever. Like they'll market anything to you to make you feel like you can change, you know, just your God given genes, right? But what about those what do we say to those kids that are really worried about having the right teams, right?
1: Um, stop worrying about the teams. <laughs> That's one. number one. one. Um, you know, focus on the things that you can control. One, your mind. You can you can always learn more about the game by becoming smarter. Um, two, work on your skills. You can always sharpen your skills and increase your skill level. Three, work on your physicality you may not be as tall as you want to be but you can become stronger you can become quicker you can work on your your jumping ability um you know you can just be a better athlete overall those are the things you need to worry about if you can if you sit around and worry about well my dad is only five foot nine so i'm not going to be six six so i can't be a basketball player you've already lost yeah you're defeated Absolutely, because you can't really –
0: you got to play the cards that you're dealt, right? You can't really worry about all of those things you can't control because Michael Jordan had kids. You know what (laughs) I'm saying? Like Magic had kids. Yes. (laughs) Magic had kids. Like all of those guys had kids, but those kids didn't turn out to be great. LeBron might be the one exception potentially with Bronny and Bryce. But, you know, even then, those guys put in work. You work. know what I'm saying? Like we can tell, Bronny put in work because his from even just one summer, his balance changed and all of his body changed. But that's that's work. That don't have anything else to do with genes. I guess that's more about the the time and effort
1: that you put in personally. Yeah. Just a quick side note for all the listeners out there when when Coach Ryan brought up Bronny, um, being that his dad is LeBron James. Bronny's not that tall right now. Nope. And whenever LeBron James is is uh putting stuff on uh social media about his sons getting up at five AM in the morning to work out, that tells you right there. It's all about work, ethic, and heart. Absolutely. And then when you think of
0: like like we had a convo off air about Fred Van because, you know, that's a guy that's undrafted. He's a free agent right now, he's gonna get paid. You know what I'm saying? And he's done nothing but optimize his potential, right? So, like, what you what you got to do is you don't worry about the genes you got or didn't get. You worry about optimizing the potential based on what you have yourself, right? So, I can't jump 44 inches in the air. I can't do any of those things. But what I can do is I can make sure I'm the strongest that my body is, is supposed to be at when I'm at optimal performance. I can make sure that my mind is at the sharpest point. It could possibly be for me personally. And from there, you write your own ship because you don't know what happens, right? You don't know how great you become if you just take care of what you got to take care of within the tools that you have, right? It's never about some genes. Like, you know, when the kid said that, I'm talking about what you mean. I, it was vividly, he was talking about dunking. Another kid was talking about dunking. He said, I can't dunk because I don't have the jeans. I was like, What you what you dunking in, in Levi's? What you mean, jeans? What are you talking about? He said, I can't dunk because I'm like, Yo, do you know I practice dunking? Do you know we practice dunking? Like, I had it's one, I think I got my first dunk in like eighth grade or something like that. But like, a lot of my friends around me were dunking already. Well, not my friends, but my, my peers were dunking already or whatever. But it was pressure for me to get in there and dunk in those. Those, uh, for all those old DC blue devils, guys, like, you know, you had those all age practices at Gwent Park where we had the individual skill workouts and, you know, everybody dunking and all that stuff to so where, you know, you got to go do and show something. So, what I did was I went back home, I went back to TC and I went back to Alexandria and I'm practicing dunking. I'm practicing. Like, that ain't something that you just roll out the bed and can do. Like, I'm not Vince Carter. It, no Virta Max. I remember watching the people walk around with those heavy shoes, those shoes that make you walk on your toes, yep, yep. <laughs> and they still couldn't jump. Like, you just got to go out there and do it. There ain't no trick to this. ain't no shortcut, as you would say. There ain't no shortcut to none of that. You got to put in the work, man, take care of that process, yo. So the jeans don't matter, man, whether you got it or you don't. You just got to put in the work, right? You ain't going to be Vince Carter. Cool, so what? But that gives you, that gives you an idea of like where kids are mentally.
1: All right. Yeah, I mean, but we're in the we're in that age of shortcuts. Mm -hmm. You know, you you want to find some you want to find some information on things right now. What do you do? Google. In my generation. We had encyclopedias. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> yeah, where is Jeeves
0: at? Somebody find out where Jeeves at right now.
1: So, you know, you... Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You had encyclopedias. Did they come knock on your door, mom's door, and sell you the whole, like, like volume of them joints?
1: People have come by to sell encyclopedias, Yes. Yeah, hey,
0: you you know what's funny though is I am in, like my generation is like at the I was born in '92. My generation is like at the very end of that type of energy because my mom had a typewriter in the house for me. She had a little she had a little <laughs> uh, encyclopedia thing, but then like you know right after that internet hits, but dang, the encyclopedia king.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm
0: old man. I'm uh, old, you man. You're seasoned man. You seasoned, <laughs> but you're right though. Like. I just was having a talk with um, you know one of my friends here. I was talking to her and I was like, "Yo, like I've been crying thinking about Sunday dinners at home, <laughs> right? Like those those slow cooked meals." And you from Georgia, King, so I I, I know you really y'all really got to it, right? Because Thanksgiving is coming around. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily celebrate Thanksgiving, the actual holiday, but the, the idea of it is family oriented. And that's, and that's love, right? It's a family gathering, right? We don't support the other stuff, but it's a family gathering. I know Coach King been sending me texts like, yo, Thanksgiving coming. We got to find something to dig into, right? But those, those slow cooked meals. Right, I remember those slow cooked meals. I remember my potato salad, the cabbage, the mac and cheese, the cornbread, and the skillet. Like I remember all of those things. Right, slow cooked. Put energy into it. You don't remember those TV dinners. Yep. You no, know, those those don't hit the same. Like it ain't the same. It's the same thing with your work ethic. You got that slow cooked. It ain't no shortcut. If it's a shortcut, then I probably don't want it, and it probably not gonna feel as good. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. But we'll take it to. The next space, to, you said there's no shortcuts, right, OG? Right. No shortcuts. But what that means is you got to go through every emotion. You got to go through all of that action. You got to go through everything it takes to get to what you want, right? No matter what it is. There's right. a lot of people giving lip service. When I say lip service, I mean it's that gift of gab, right? You know, they can go to Alaska and sell ice to Eskimo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they can they can sell you know they can sell bread to a baker, right? They can make it sound like it's the best thing ever, but when it's time to put in that work, it's a little different. This for all it's for everybody out there saying they proficient in Excel, but when a, when a company comes to you and say, oh, "I need this spreadsheet like this," ah, uh, hold on, <laughs> <laughs> take a little bit of time, but like. The lip service versus action. Tell me, talk to me about that, OG, but don't tell me like, you know, that PC. Tell me the truth about how that, how people like that make you feel.
1: You know, that bothers me. Yeah. Like it, 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 it bothers me to the core. Um, and, and, and it's displayed in, and we're going to use basketball terms here. When, when a basketball player walks into the gym, And he or she has on all of the latest gear. I mean, and it's okay to have on the newest Kobe's or what have you. But when you have too many accessories, you know, the real hoopers are looking at you like, you either need to be able to hoop or you're faking the funk. And so you're a target. So you come in, you look, you know, you got the latest shoes. You went overboard and spent an extra hundred dollars on the shoes. You got the the long socks with the NBA logo. You got the headband with the NBA logo. (laughs) You got the matching jersey and shorts, which is a no-no. I don't care what generation you're in. (laughs) And you come out there, and you can't take more than two dribbles. Word. So somewhere along the line, you've heard that you were God's gift of basketball. Something. Oh, you just felt it. You got the audacity. And, and you know, if someone did say that to you without saying, you say, hey, you, you have a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. We got to put in some work, though. And as opposed to just saying, hey, you got it. Right. We're good. Let's roll. No, no, no. That's right. You know, you, you got to take a player. And and start from the ground up and give them some fundamentals because when the lights come on and they feel that pressure, they gotta be able to go into their bag and know that there's something there that they can pull out. Right, word, word. And <laughs> and that stuff's not easy, man. Like
0: when you talk about putting in action and getting to that point to where you prepare for all those things that you talk about you want, like you don't just get there easily. You gotta put in work, you gotta make sacrifices, you gotta, you gotta get humbled. Like you're going to get to a point where you're going to be uncomfortable. Like, when we talk about how we got here, right, and, you know, I, I talk to you all the time about, like, it's it's crazy sometimes, and I, I'm like, yo, I just want to win. I need to win. I need to win because it's been so much that I've had to, like, endure from even before here, but just from grad school and everything else, but I always said, like, I wanted a lot of things. I talked about wanting a lot of things. Like my friends, my family know I want a lot of things. I want to do a lot of things. I, You know, I want to be responsible for some things. But all those things require a lot of action. You got to put in a lot of work for those things, right? So I remember saying like in grad school, I those things were so – trans. those years were transformative for me because I had to really sit and be in uncomfortable spaces and grow and get out of those things and – become a new me, right? And so what happens is people get comfortable. They talk without talk, but when it's time to put you in that fire and that that fire means you got to burn the old you and walk out a new you, you're like, ah, I'm not sure. And then what happens is is when the opportunity finally comes, when you get the call from your OG, like, yo, let's go to Dubai and build something, people are going to get nervous because they're like, "Uh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can but me I've I been stripped down my confidence have been you know stripped down then I had to rebuild it and build real confidence and now it's like okay whatever I tell you I'm going to do I'm going to do it Then the action is there but that's
1: not easy that's not easy at all it it's, it's definitely not easy but you know when you're in those when you've had a chance to be in those uncomfortable situations you have a lot of confidence in yourself. For sure. And it's not confidence that you will be successful all the time. It's confidence that you, you're going to put in the work to mm-hmm. give yourself a chance to be mm-hmm. successful. And that's mm-hmm. all you want. Because mm-hmm. you can sit back and be complacent and still not be successful. Yeah. Or you can step out there in a leap of faith and relying on your uh, work ethic and say, you know what, I got a legit chance at this. This is something I could possibly do. And And that's what we need the new generation of basketball players to think about in that it's no shortcuts. You gotta put in the work and, and be fearless because when the lights come on, you know, it's a different it's a different environment. Yeah, it hey looks and,
0: and when you standing across from one of them wolves, <laughs> when you standing from one of them wolves and they bark a little different, they bite a little different, like ain't no hiding that. And that's and that's for coaches as well, too. Coaches and trainers, like you can have these kids doing anything you want with a with a tennis ball off the wall and anything else. But when you when you get across from a guy that really knows how to teach them how to score and really understands, like, this is how you get to your spots and your spaces and, you know, what goes on here and why you make this move that's different from having a kid do a bunch of these two-ball dribbling moves and all these other different things,
1: and they don't know how to apply any of that. It's everything you do, especially with young players, it's got to make sense in the long run. If it's not something that they can easily transfer to the game, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Right. That's Right. That's just how it is. Once they get to a point where they have a solid foundation and they can do X, Y, and Z, then you can add on a piece here and there because, one, you, got, you want to keep them um, motivated. Two, you want to keep them from being, um, from being bored. Yeah. You want to challenge them. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. Fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. Because when, when it's all said and done, if you can't get a bucket, yeah. if you can't get by somebody... You can't stop somebody. You can't do certain things on the court to give yourself a chance to stay on the court. Mm -hmm. Everything you've done so far doesn't make sense. Right, right. And and you talked about confidence, right?
0: Like real confidence, right? And I've grown to understand that for me, in, in my paradigm, in my mind, I think confidence, real confidence is knowledge, right? Like... You're confident in something when you know you know how to do it, right? And then once you've learned how to research, put things together and apply it, you're confident in the fact that if I don't know, I know how to find out so I can do it. And there's really no excuse because people going to the moon, so they say, people going to Mars, so they say, people doing all these types of extravagant things every day. There's no excuse for you to feel like you can't do something yourself. You just got to go find the information and apply it yourself. And that's basketball or in life period, right? Like you talk about coaches, you know, some of those coaches aren't, aren't honest with their players too, right? When we talk about lip service and we talk about action, like they don't give them what they really need to hear because they don't know how to teach them and put them in those places, right? Like sometimes we honesty. Like I appreciate Coach Thomas and you and a lot of coaches I had, because they were honest with me from the beginning about look, these are your limitations. You can't do this right now. And now I gotta I gotta accept it for what it is. They told me what 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 it is. It was black and white with no gray area. This is it. And this isn't what it is. So now I gotta say, okay, I'm gonna either get in my feelings and be upset. Or I'm going to be like, all right, he told me what I wasn't good at. So what I am good at, I'm going to be great at. And then on the back
1: end, I'm going to work on those things. Well, coaches don't always do that. What you said there in terms of what you did Mm -hmm. is is one out of a million players. Being able to have that type of self-awareness at that young age. For most players, it's about the communication. Yeah, You can tell a player... Here are your limitations for now. Mm -hmm. This is what you can and can't do. But this is what you're able to do in the future if we do this. And that's that's what it comes down to, how you communicate what a player can do. And um, I'm a prime example of that. And I went to college, and um, I was a pretty good athlete. And my first day, I was told that I sucked. And but in the same sense, um, I had a coaching staff that would tell you that you can you can do this if you do this. And so therefore you you understood that did they show you too? They I, showed yes, yeah, yeah, they, they not see. only told us they showed you, and they showed you in terms of physically on the court, film, and you know, in and other examples as well. And because everybody has their own way of learning and processing things, so they covered all the bases. And that's one thing that coaches have to do in terms of the players, especially young players. You have to find out what's their best mode of communication. Yeah. Um, and in a, in a, and for players, you know, when a coach tells you something that you don't want to hear, don't take it as um, as an insult. Take it as something that's going to help you in the future because they're being honest with you so now you know where you need to go yeah and you know and now you just need to figure out how you get there and then that will determine when you get there that's
0: important too when when we talk about um like the evolution of the game and all those other things and that happens on the sidelines and in the lines right like as a coach Part of your growth, too, is understanding the best ways to communicate, right? I think that's why I love Phil Jackson as a coach, too, because he could communicate with any and everybody, right? You talk about him having a guy like Dennis Rodman, right? But then I just, before we came into the pod, I was watching a little bit of all the smoke. Shout out to Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, and they just had Meadow on there. And Meta talked about how – and Matt Barnes played a year with Meta there and Phil Jackson. They talked about how Phil just knew what exactly to say to Ron Artest, to Meta World Peace, to get him to, you know, to make those things and change. Like, coaches that spend that time and figure that out, like, you figure out what make a, a kid tick, the best way to communicate that, and then you also take the time to learn how to teach better, right? Like I say, like – I, like I said all the time, I love the game of basketball and out of my respect for the game, I never, ever thought that I would be a coach because I didn't think I would put in the time that it takes to be an actual coach and, you know, do those things. Because watching you, watching my uncle roll, like watching you guys put those hours in and things, I was like, "Ah, I don't think I really want to do that. Right. At least not now. But just knowing what it what it entails and the type of energy and the responsibility you have for the youth, like you gotta spend your time developing as a communicator and developing as a basketball mind. Cause you you said earlier about creativity. You want your players to still be creative, right? You want them to still feel comfortable to be creative, right? But you don't but you wanna make sure they know, be creative but still
1: do what I ask you to do. I mean, they're kids, you know, either whether you're a kid or a professional player, you know, you want them to feel comfortable in the space that I can go outside the box. Mm -hmm. You know, I've already I've already checked this box, checked this box and I'm in a good space. So now let me do something to add to my game. Yeah. And if you have if you're checking certain boxes that your coach or your coaching staff um you know needs you to do for for the team, then they're going to allow you that outside space to do your thing yeah. and and to allow you to to grow as a player. Yeah, yeah. That's important too. I mean what
0: what that leads to is a better experience for everybody. Right? Like when you can back up what you're saying with your actions,
1: that's different.
0: You know, it's it's not a lot like a whole said, you know, less is more. So there's plenty of us. Right. There's not everybody that's going to be in that space to where you understand. Like, look, if I'm going to say something, I got to back it up. I think that's one of the things, too, that um puts me in a space now to where. As a a younger generation, you have a responsibility too, right? A lot of times we look at the older guys and we'll say, like, you know, you guys talk too much hating, blah, 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 blah. Like, you got to give the OG something to be proud of. You got to give them something to look to. You got to give them something to be like, you know, that's one of them that's standing by what they say that they're going to do. And if they don't get it completely like they're going to try to – then they're at least putting in the effort, right? You know, they say sometimes you shoot for the moon and you land in the stars, or is it you shoot for the stars and land on the moon? That's one of them things, right? Ethan, you need to know this stuff man, yeah, right yeah, away. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, well, You already pop, messed us up the yeah. first time, so you need to be that's our the, fact checker. That's Come the on, woo, man. man. You're supposed to pick it up, man. That might be, shout out to Pop Smoke It's one of those. But, you know, you, you reaching for certain things. You got, you talking about, I tell everybody I want to be here, I want to be there. You work for it continuously, and you may not get exactly what it is that you that you thought you wanted, but you you prepared yourself so when you land somewhere else, you're like, oh, okay, this this right here is solid. But we gotta we gotta show that effort too as a younger generation because we have a responsibility of our
1: own. We yeah. and, and more importantly for me, if you land somewhere somewhat short of what your original destination was. Yeah. You can sleep better at night knowing that yeah. you gave everything you had because believe it or not, if you if you have a certain destination in mind and you fall short, but you didn't put in the work, you will live with regret. That's for sure. That's for sure. And if you're
0: a man or woman of faith, whether that's Islam or Christianity or if you're just somebody that's in tune with the universe and you say you're just spiritual or whatever else, you what's for you is for you and it's going to find you. Whether or not you have something else that's in your mind, I am of the belief that what's for you was already written, right? But you got to work towards that. So if you, if you missed the mark on the one thing that you thought you wanted, but you land somewhere and it's still pretty fire... I, ex, prime example, me, you know, I wanted to be in Cali. I, you know, I wanted to do things there, but I'm here in Dubai, you know, so it's not where I thought I was going to be, but I was preparing myself for what, I, what was coming because I knew something was coming and I was ready for when I got here. Like, it's, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? You really don't fall short. Sometimes we got to sit and reflect on that to where it's like, you know, we can prepare for things, but we don't have to plan it. You know, and it's a difference. You plans are made to be broken. That's what I think. You know what I'm saying? Plans are made to be broken. Like whenever you try to limit yourself to that, you put yourself in a box. You just gotta prepare for whatever opportunity about to come to you. You know? Yeah. Be your best self all the time. That's real. That's real, and, and be ready for it. So, man, it, to be honest, yo, we just did three hours worth of material. <laughs> Three hours worth of material. Three hours worth of material. Because he, because Ethan didn't press the record button, man. That's wild. But look, as we said, like sometimes you got to roll with the punches. Sometimes you got to roll with the punches. And and we've we've had the lip service from Ethan. Ethan and I have talked about some things coming from the, in the future, right? And now we're going to see what the action is like now. Cause after this
1: podcast is over,
0: when, the, when the end button is hit and we're done recording, I'm going to have some things for him for sure. There, uh, we,
1: there we go with the construction. Next yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and just to give you guys kind of some insight. Um, coach and I, um, and this is something that I've learned and I guess everybody can pick up their own lesson from it. Um, sometimes people have big plans. And, 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 and Mathem said this before too. Uh, Mathem is our, our partner as well from out of Kuwait. Shout out to him and Dalia. They're amazing family. An extension of our family. But he says something to me and coach says to me all the time is that sometimes people have these big plans, but they never get into action right they overthink it it's not just right the time is not right I don't have things here with that and sometimes for me because I think I'm a bit of a visionary to a certain extent and like a creative person to an extent to where I be I want things to look a certain way from the jump right and you talk about those slow-cooked meals and having to work up to it we wanted the podcast to start a certain way right but we got borrowed equipment You know what I'm saying? Like we, we got We're working towards getting some other stuff. We got borrowed equipment and we're recording and and shout out to Abdullah Collectif, one of the the best videographer in the UAE. Um, but we got equipment that we borrowed and we're recording in Coach's apartment upstairs, (laughs) upstairs for mine. Right. So outside you hear, you hear construction going on because Dubai is, is man, listen, Dubai have an empty lot one, one month and in two months, it's a, it's a brand new high rise apartment. Like, it gets done. So, that work is going on outside. So, you probably hear some of that. And I'm not editing it out. I want you to hear all that raw intention and, like, where we started at. Because what we just figured is we got some stuff to share. So, we'll figure the rest out later, you know? So, with that, if you hear anything in the background, so what? We're not in the studio yet. (laughs) And we may never be because I like sitting here and chilling right here. But... Post game wrap up, you know that after game speech. I'm gonna go first because I know the OG got some 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 heavy stuff to lay. But for me, um, you're gonna f- feel every emotion possible. You know, like uh, my guy Nipsey says, you gonna I, you feel everything going through your journey. You feel the struggles, you feel the wins, you feel the losses. You may feel underappreciated, you may feel ignored, you may feel like you know you deserve something and it's not coming, and somebody else is getting it. Whatever it is, you're feeling it. You're feeling like you don't want to wake up. You're too tired. But that's part of the process. That's part of the journey. You just can't give up. You just got to make sure that your vision and what you believe in is stronger, and is pushing you further than those moments of, of doubt and, and uncertainty. So you're going to feel all those emotions. Feel them, recognize them, embrace them, but don't let them overtake you. Keep going. Um,
1: for me, you know, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, for those of you that have certain goals, in, in whether it be sports, relationships, life, um, academics, whatever, uh, if it's something that you have that, I mean, something that you want that you've never had before, just be prepared to do whatever you've n- never done before to achieve it. Because if you don't put in the work, there's no way you're going to get something you've never had before.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we hope that sits in with y'all. You guys, um, interact with us. If you're in the UAE, um, if you're in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, wherever. um, Coach King and I are, you know, we're as accessible as you can possibly be in a pandemic, um, of course. So, you know, you can head over to our uh, website, if you want training, if you wanna be around us, um hoopmountain.ae. Our Instagram page is at hoop We have our Facebook page as well for the podcast at Bridging the Gap underscore Twitter coming soon. We're um on Facebook as well as Bridging the Gap. Some dope things coming forward. You guys are gonna be feeling great being a part of this journey. Um Thank you, guys. Like, comment, subscribe. Send us any feedback. Talk to us. Let us know what's going on. Um, thank you, guys. For logging in, tapping in with us. We're about to really um, put Ethan to work. <laughs> he if, really, if you,
1: if you think you got some game, hit us up, too, so you can get in on this bump.
0: Yeah, for sure, because I'm tired of serving. King the same dinners every day. <laughs> every day I'm giving him the same cook. The same cook. I think tomorrow I might try to give him a different plate, man, but same thing. But, you know, you guys tap in with us. Check in. We're around. You know, let's build this basketball culture. Huh? That's a wrap. Man, you gonna,
1: you going to press the N button.